Hey guys, welcome to the BWAMS podcast. My name is Richie Marufo and I'll be your host. We're coming to you from Power at the Pass, a dynamic content creation hub and studio here in El Paso, Texas. Our aim is to highlight the creative and talented people that live in and travel through our region. Today's guest is a writer, director, and producer and founder of the production company Centennial Films. He has recently moved back to Texas from New York and already has a few productions at various stages of production we'll be talking about today. Today's guest is James Arabito. How you doing, man? I'm pretty good, man. How you doing today, Richie? <laughs> well, welcome. Excellent. Awesome. Thank you for having me on, man. Yeah, and so it's cool to have you. In fact, uh, I'd want to give a shout out to Gabe Fernandez for yes. linking us up out of Thank the you, church. Gabe. Yeah, and he, uh, he's been on the show before through church, and I love what they're doing. I do and, too. I, th- I think they're they're great. Like we were talking about mechanisms of support, they're really great linking artists with avenues of creation, of marketing, um, to become entrepreneurs and kind of, you know, be able to sustain their <laughs> their yeah. works. <laughs> yeah, cool. and that'd be such a a great way to kind of just jump in to to this discussion is is talking about those mechanisms of support. You know, you talk sure. about the church. You know, we're doing a lot of stuff at Power. Glassbox is involved with a lot of things, you know, and you have your, your company. And you guys, um, you know, moving back into town, you know, um, how have you, you know, what's it been like? Kind of because you grew up here. Yeah. You're from here. We were born and raised in El Paso, and Texas. You, and you went to school for a little bit for film. I did. I did. So right, out, right after high school, I moved to uh, New York City. And interestingly enough, I went there just to kind of dabble in acting. Okay. So I was doing that for a few years out there and then uh, went to went to film school because I was always interested in film and wanted to kind of create projects that way and kind of just got swept away in the world of film and, and there was no going back at that point. <laughs> and yeah, so I mean, I lived up there for a while for about 14 years or, or just a, a, almost 15 years, a little over 14. And uh, I would come back to visit my folks and things like that. And I was progressively seeing a change in El Paso. And yeah. I think a lot of it was just, I was getting older, you know? <laughs> so my perspective changed on El Paso. I'm like, oh okay. wow, the city is very beautiful. The people are really cool. Um, you know, it isn't one of those things when you're younger, you always feel like I got to get out of here. That's a common kind of a theme I've yeah, seen. Yeah, common thing you see, you know, okay, as soon as I'm done with high school, I'm going to go to college somewhere else and, and, and explore and do that. And, and I don't think necessarily think that you have to do that anymore. I think yeah. the key is you can do whatever you want here in El Paso. And yeah. so, yeah, coming back, I, I, I just, I felt that the artist community was really supportive and really open and um, pretty much helping you do whatever you wanted to do. There was no naysayers. Usually you get a lot of, like we hit a lot of roadblocks. We're like, oh, well, yeah. you can't do that because of this, that, and the other. Oh, well, you can't do that because you need to do this. Mm-hmm. And here it was just kind of like, well, yeah, let's figure it out. Let's try to do it with whatever means we have. Yeah, I was gonna say. So, like, you you've been involved in other productions, New York, and so on. Big, sure. You know, bigger productions or just, and you you probably gained a lot of knowledge. What's kind of one of the biggest differences moving back and kind of starting your own thing? So it, it, it's it's definitely um, well. Yeah, I would say there's a lot more people trained in larger cities, obviously, because there's just a lot more opportunity to work on those films. So if you know if you are going to make a larger production, you do have to have um, a lot of different crew members that are kind of know what's going on, what they're doing, and there are a lot of people like that here that can do features. But yeah. say El Paso does become like this huge production hub, which is really what we want to see happen. We want a lot of feature films to come here. We want a lot of original work to be done here. Um, yeah. So what we really have to do is just make sure everyone's on the same level. So if say perchance a Hollywood film comes down here, we can jump on it, work on it, know what we're doing and not kind of look 
foolish yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know and then and then that in 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 and of itself will attract other other uh, productions I think. so that's kind of important you know kind of establishing a, a professional kind of level for sure of understanding in in the industry and and i've seen like i believe I can't remember if it was last year or the year before, like the El Paso Film Commission put on a program where people could go and learn how to be PAs and, and, mm. and uh, ADs and things like that. So there are a lot of people, you know, like Mind Warp Entertainment, Carlos Corral's company, that okay. are doing things that are totally supporting that. Um, so, yeah, it's just the more of that that we do and the more that we can kind of support films that are being made out there, the more practice we get and the better we'll be ready for that kind of explosion when it happens i think <laughs> that's <Yeah>. great <laughs> and uh you know i kind of want to talk more about like kind of industry and, and the region but you know one of the things you know you're here to promote right now is you know you're, you're working on well, i mean let's start with the first one so i see darkness i see darkness yes i see darkness uh, feature right, film that's, yeah. tell us about that so yeah, so um, I See Darkness is the first feature film that I've shot entirely in El Paso. Uh, we shot it this August with a very small crew uh, from both sides of the border. We had a crew from Ciudad Juarez, from Chihuahua, and also from El Paso working together to create this project, um, which was really cool because at the same time, you were seeing all this media stuff going on about like the separation of the border and you know, all this kind of like hostility that was kind of being like falsely portrayed, I thought, in yeah. the media. And here we were, just our everyday experiences, we're just like working together on this art project. And I thought, oh, this is weird that we're hearing all this from the media, but this isn't what's happening. So yeah, so I'm mean, anyway, you know, I digress, but... <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I see. I see. Darkness was a feature film that we shot in the summer uh, over about twenty days. Um, we've been in the post production process, and currently, right now, we're running a crowdsource funding campaign so we can finish post on the level that we feel the film deserves. Right. Um, and that's basically just hiring really talented artists, like editors and sound designers and mixers, right. um, people to score the film. Um, yeah, part of the you know high quality, right? Part of the like Definitely. team because I think. For people who aren't in in like kind of the film industry, sometimes I think people underestimate the kind of work and the actual kind of crew that goes into getting a whole thing done, a whole production done. Sure, it's it's a lot more arduous than 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 people think, because um, we do have the democratization of tools. Mm -hmm. So yeah, you know, I do have access to do all of these things, but the experiences that I just have in life might not be as good or as uh, professional as somebody who's who's just been focusing on say color correction their whole life right you know they can come in and they can you can kind of oh yeah i'm looking for this mood and they'll be able to hit that immediately um something that would might take you months to do you know <laughs> to, to achieve so yeah and and having all and also just just the more people i feel that like you work with uh, creative people that you're working with on a project, the stronger it is because you get to bounce other ideas, you get other perspectives, and the project grows from there and becomes something that maybe you didn't initially think, but it definitely becomes better at the end. Yeah, and it gives it that sort of professional, I think, touch, stronger touch. Yeah, yeah. and now at the at the moment of this recording, you know, you're doing a, you have a seed and spark. You're doing do. a little bit of community crowdsourcing, and, uh, you know, I'm looking at the page right now. Mm -hmm. Um, you're offering some incentives, which is really cool. Yeah. Posters <laughs> and, and, uh, even, uh, downloads the track. I'm curious about that. Like, I want to dive into that a little later. Sure. You know, talking about the, the music. Cause that's such a huge part of the film. Definitely. Often, it's a big you know? part of this film for sure. And, and, uh, but before that, you know, I want to talk a little bit about, you know, first of all, the script, I saw that you, uh, 
Oh, the Oaxaca Film Festival. Yes. Yeah, yes. that got a, an award, right? Uh, was yeah, it the we, Global Script Challenge? We, we were in the Global Script Challenge. Um, and it was for, unfortunately, it was for the year where the earthquake happened in Mexico. Yeah. And that happened like right when Oaxaca was supposed to be having the festival. Okay. Um, so the actual competition didn't actually get to take place. We, we didn't get to go down to Oaxaca and kind of uh, explore it. And Oaxaca is known for being a film festival um, very friendly towards screenwriters. It's really hard yeah. for screenwriters to get their work out there. Usually film mm -hmm. festivals are for finished products or things, things like that, finished films. So yeah, they're really supportive of that sort of beginning process. Um, so it, yeah, it was cool to win that award and kind of be like, okay, cool. So this, this script is getting a little bit of mm -hmm. attention. You know, we wrote it to shoot very low budget. So let's okay. go ahead and, you know, even though that catastrophe, that horrible catastrophe happened, let's still move forward and make this film, you know, with our own means. Yeah. Yeah. And that was that was pretty early on then. Yeah, that um, was that was I think that, that was, was two, when was that Earth? That was, that was a couple of years ago. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Was, because uh, I actually had a, a colleague who was invited to be part of that festival for oh, for cool. a, a script that he had written, and he was telling me, uh, you know, I didn't even know this existed, but it does seem like a, a pretty helpful thing to get um, meeting with actual directors and and uh, getting some feedback. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. They they had a really great thing where you had the opportunity to pitch it to uh, producers in the business that would either take your script on if they if they thought it was viable for like their kind of uh, platforms and yeah. what what kind of films that they were doing, and then they would possibly eventually produce it or give you feedback on it to get it to where it would you received some so, pretty good feedback. Uh, yeah, I see yeah. some really great feedback, and yeah, that was actually early on. So we did so many different drafts of the screenplay until right. we we're actually shooting. And if anyone out there, you know, if you're a writer, you know about that. You know, <laughs> Keeps you, on, yeah. It's never just done. Yeah, it's, it's always going to be. Right, it's not one and done. Yeah, yeah right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> you know, you don't you don't stay up all night, write it, and like, okay, print it, done. Let's get it out there. It's a masterpiece. But like, yeah. no. <laughs> yeah, so film may not be my forte, but definitely I, I know writing. And that's yeah. like, oh, man, that's going through another, you know, and that, that's just uh, helpful to get other people's feedback. And particularly from people that... You know, you look up to maybe inspirations. Sure. And during that process, who were some of your kind of go-to, like, that you really appreciated feedback from? Or So, um, well, I mean, Oaxaca was a big one where I got a, a lot of feedback from there. Um, and then I kind of just started the development process of it. Okay. And I would sort of give it time to breathe and then come back to the script. Yeah. Um, come back and kind of like see things like, okay, well this and that and the other. Um, I gave it to people that were close to me. I think that's always important is to give it to people that are close to you and then, and then kind of see what they all say. And if they all say one thing is weird, then yeah, that's cool. But if one person says one thing's weird, that could just be their opinion. And so it, I think it's important to get out to as many people as possible with varying um kind of levels of relationship. So obviously like <coughs> all your family's going to love it. Sure. <laughs> you know? Yeah. You're like, oh, wow, you're a genius. You know, uh, thanks mom. You know, but <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. but yeah, so you get out with as many people as possible so you can kind of see what's working, what's not working. Uh, so we did that and then did a lot of rewriting while we were starting uh, casting and developing. Mm -hmm. And, and really a lot of that was, you know, you mentioned I had moved back and it, and it was me sort of figuring out a lay of the land in El Paso for filmmaking. Like, yeah. Where can, Okay, where can I go? Who can I work with? Who 
who's who's down for a project like this. So a lot of it was that. So which is kind of interesting. Your development process is just, hey, I have this project. What, what would you like to do? They read it. Oh, this is cool. Mm-hmm. Um, Austin Savage at the Border Theater. I gave him the script early on. He's he's right. a well-known script writer out here, a really great Absolutely. writer. Yeah. And he gave me a lot of feedback and he was a champion of the script early on. And uh, we started working together to cast, uh, gosh, like for like a year out before we started shooting. Um, right on. Yeah, so. And uh, you guys are also awarded through the MCAT. Yes. So Museum yeah. Cultural Affairs Department. That's that's pretty good. I didn't know they had uh, you had a production grant. Yeah, it was it, it was it was the first year that they approved a production grant. Um, I think yeah, the county county approved it, and there was four or five projects I think that got it. Okay. Um, so yeah, we'll see those those projects should be finishing up this year. So we'll kind of see the fruits of that, and that was great too because we had. Some private equity, we, you know, film is such a huge financial endeavor as well. So, yeah, you have to get your business plans together. You do have to kind of put your businessman hat on. Mm. Like, okay, well, let's let's go get funds. Let's show people that, okay, this is how we're going to make money off of this movie. Because, (laughs) you know, it's one of those weird things where art meets commerce and you have to, (laughs) yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's unfortunate because we, yeah, we would all love to just be like, Oh, here's an unlimited amount of funds and just do whatever you want. But you have to prove like, okay, well, this is how it's going to make money. So, so uh, we did that, put our business hats on and then we had the grant, which helped us kind of just really move into production. I'm glad that um, the city's making you know this effort to to support these now it's, it's actually funny that funny that you mentioned that whole thing because based on what i've read of the film so far that seems to be kind of one of the kind of the main struggles is in terms of if you're, if you're an artist or a creator in this case he's a main character's photographer yeah but like you know figuring out art like Oh, is it economically viable? Yeah, you know, how do you living off of it? And then you know, is it fulfilling? Exactly, you know, meaning meaningful exactly. art. And and you know, yeah, and that's the thing is, there's a lot of money for commercials and marketing because you know people are selling things, so there's a lot of money behind it. And you know, we do end up getting a lot of that work, um, but it might not be personally satisfying. It might be something that you're personally interested in. How do you balance that? So yeah, that was really really important for me, and, and I think that kind of came out in the story as a theme just because that's something that I've always been struggling with. You know, <clears throat> in New York, I was at a production company with some friends and we were constantly trying mm-hmm. to balance the commercial with the narrative and figuring out what to do. And, you know, you end up just being like, well, we have an overhead, we need to survive and you take more commercial work. And then mm-hmm. like, oh, well, I have this, pro- <laughs> how can I do this project? And you don't have time to do it. So yeah. it's, it's, yeah, finding that balance is, is definitely a struggle. Yeah, it, it's, uh, it's something I think many of us know to a degree you know, sure. if we were attempted to and, and I, so i think that's that's gonna be fun now of course the other thing like we uh we mentioned coming back to the southwest to create you know in new york you have everything kind of collected up and you know whereas in southwest it's a little bit more sparse scenic different kind of scenic opportunities you For know sure. as a as a writer you know how does that kind of influence your your story like the kind of change in, in scenery and character development so i think it's easier in the southwest to do more contemplative slower films okay you have this large environment the pace of living is a little slower um you have these mountains in the expansive desert um so you can really explore those um and then you also have adjacent to that is this the el paso downtown city mm-hmm. um which is actually relatively quiet for downtown if you shoot there at night True. there's yeah. not you know so you can really explore and not worry about you know if you're in new york and there's 
tons of things you have to stop traffic and stop people walking and do all that's what you wouldn't necessarily have to do here so it definitely really uh changes the story like for instance the main character in the film is going through sort of that existential crisis right Mm -hmm. he's a photographer he wants to do more work like his hero photographers like nan golden and ouija wants to just hit the streets and get the nitty-gritty you know um lifestyles on 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 film yeah and as he's walking around downtown doing these things it's sparse and he's isolated um which really worked in the benefit to explore what's going on in the psyche of the character physically Mm -hmm. in his environment Mm. um a lot of times he's in large open spaces and he looks very small because he feels very small things like yeah. that so yeah so i mean when, you, when you're writing you're thinking of like okay well these are locations i can possibly use um this is what's gonna you know this is how it kind of correlates to the character um and then also um exploring places in el paso that haven't been seen before you know in films that do True. like come here so that's a, also something that i think is important right you know in terms of the filmic history of El Paso, I can't, you know, you don't know how much there is. And, you know, and then probably the most pop culture examples maybe don't do the best service. Sure, sure. Yeah. From what, you know, I, I, I gather. Yeah, you, yeah. Yeah, you see some some of the stuff that everyone knows. Um, but, you know, shooting in like Segundo Barrio, um, things like that, <clears throat> are, I think are more interesting and more appropriate to the culture here. Yeah, and uh, you know, I've the the trailer that that you have, oh, you know, really does showcase the that those variables. You know, yeah. uh, get a lot of those kind of sunset kind of shots, <laughs> contemplative as, as they, they are saying. beautiful in the southwest. Yeah, yeah, and, uh, <laughs> you know? and it looks to... like uh, Frank just nails it too. You know, uh, Frank Leal, uh, Leal, Leal, yeah, and, Leal uh, our lead. Yeah, definitely uh, friends with his family. Awesome. You know, yeah, he did a fantastic job. Yeah, and and uh, I saw Laura. Coral as well. Coral as well, yeah. Awesome. So it's cool to see, you know, for me, kind of going back to why shooting in the region, it's also kind of, like I said, being from El Paso, it's nice to see these things, kind of places that you hang out, downtown El Paso, or or like you said, maybe lesser known places, but are still, you know, the graffiti and that you have kind of walking around those little trademarks that make you feel i want to see that more yeah you know it's kind of like our story like this is our this is what we see on a day-to-day basis let's show that in a film and how yeah because uh earlier you were talking about like the democratization of like kind of or just media or the influence of storytelling for the longest time you know you people always film new york paris and, and because of that you know they're obviously they're large cities and hubs but you know by by showing showcasing more of these areas as well you know it gives it more reality to, to people dude totally like there, there's sort of a nostalgia when you go to these places like um even thinking some place close by like albuquerque you know with the success of breaking bad yeah you know a yeah. few years back my girlfriend and i went over to albuquerque and did the whole tour <laughs> right. you know we did the one that not the bus that you hired to go on we just kind of did the one you you do yourself and yeah. hit a few of the spots but um yeah, and it brings people from all over the world to check out Albuquerque because of the success of that show. You think if you can do that here in El Paso, it will definitely have an economic impact. Um, and I think that's what's really important. And I think that's what the city saw with mm-hmm. engaging in the local filmmaker grant. Like, okay, well, let's spearhead this. We're seeing yeah. what's happening in New Mexico and Albuquerque. We're seeing what's happening in Atlanta, Georgia. Yeah. Um, you know, we can try to get the state of Texas behind it, but until then, let's pave the road so that when that happens we're there we're it's ready. there yeah. yeah perfectly yeah you were saying that earlier about kind of getting that that professionalism up yeah you know, and then kind yeah. of 
setting it in Atlanta, you know, I, I had just been reading about how that's starting to become a, or not even starting to, but you like know, it's there's, there. so much... there's like, like Marvel, Marvel studios is there. I think yeah. <laughs> they yeah. shoot all the, those movies. I mean, so they do shoot those huge Hollywood films there, but yeah, it's like, it's uh, I was reading this art, this article from movie maker magazine and they were saying that's the number one place to go in the United States right now. Uh, um, if you want to like get into film and, and yeah. Yeah. Interesting. It's crazy. And so, um, right now, like I mentioned earlier, if you guys are listening right now, go check out um, the website, Centennial Films website, where you can actually find links to, for for example, the, the was it the crowdfunding? Was it Seed and Spark? Yeah, so there's a link to the Seed and Spark crowdfunding campaign on there. It's uh, the, the website is centennial-films.com. And um, yeah, you can find that. You can find links to uh, the work I'm working on next mm-hmm. and some of my previous work that I did in New York and just some general information about mission statement, kind of what I'm interested kind in. Kind of be kept up to date. Yeah, keep up to date. As, <clears throat> as we do new things, we'll post yeah. uh, new stuff on there, new opportunities as well. Now, if the fundraiser is over, of course, be on the lookout, see if there's anything new on the horizon. That you, I mean, and there definitely is. We can We can get to that. A little bit later as well, but I'm curious about the the post production process. You know, um, so now it's already been filmed. Another thing, people maybe the general film goer doesn't really realize is the the kind of stuff that goes in afterwards, like the the color correction, the um, you know, if you have any kind of animation for or, sure or text on there, and of course the the film. The, you know, I'm always interested in the film score. Yeah, yeah. film score. You know, and so um, <clears throat> what was your kind of conception from writing it to envisioning like a soundtrack like compositions and all that sure so uh interestingly um so film you know you're basically there's you're writing the film um over three different stages right so you have your screenplay and the film is something um as you start producing it there's especially if you're doing it on a lower budget there's a lot of limitations so you start changing and adapting things uh we had something happen on our set where we had to completely almost throw out the script that we had and I was writing every day before or after we were shooting and changing the script. Um, so it completely evolved into something else then. And then now in post-production, it's evolving. And, and you're editing it in a certain way and you're working on the score and you're working on the color. And it's becoming sort of um, its own thing. Right. So, yeah. And in that process, like right now, the post-production process is is just as important, if not the most important part of that process because you're you're molding that film you're getting all that footage you're creating the feel the flow um and you do that with your editor so that's one of the things that we're doing the crowdsource funding campaign for so we can hire an editor who's has experience doing that um then once we do that they you have what you call pitcher lock and that basically means your your pitcher's good you're not going to touch it anymore and you bring in a sound designer who comes in and kind of mixes the dialogue uh, adds design elements Okay. Um, you can do a lot with soundtrack and movies and suggest a lot. Yeah. Um, so there's that aspect. And then we're looking at the score. So uh, right now we're working with Jim Ward, who's recording the score, okay. um, who's writing the score. So we've been talking for a while because I kind of got him early on involved in the film. So you know he knew what was going on with the character, what kind of character he was, and been writing some stuff. And yeah, we've been like editing with that. Mm. And uh, so... It, it, it is important because the score sort of creates like the backdrop of the film, the tone of the film, helps create the world yeah. of the film. Um, if you are going to have a score, a lot of times you can do that with just audio, but the score can help you that. Yeah. In this case, the score does. Um, and then color correction. That helps mm-hmm. with the tone of the film. So how it feels, how professional does it look? A lot of times you'll have a, uh, you can shoot something on really, I mean, cameras are really cheap these days yeah. and you can get great images 
Um, and then if you push that further with color correction, it's <laughs> <Yeah>. like <laughs> you can get a really professional looking film. Which is great so, for people who want to create content. Yeah. You know, without. Yeah, exactly. And it's great. And then it kind of levels the the playing ground for you when you distribute mm. and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, so, so those are the steps that we're looking, looking to complete. And our goal is basically to hire people that we can we can hire them and take their focus on the film, you know, because mm -hmm. they, these guys work consistently in marketing and commercials mm -hmm. and other films and they're getting paid for their work, you know. Um, so we need to kind of step up and pay them so that we can get it done quickly and get it done professionally. So that's, our, that's a big that's, that's perfect. I love seeing how that how that all comes together, you know, how how all these parts of puzzle like start coming together, you know, yeah. the actors, everyone involved, you know, your crew, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's a slow process, man, and yeah, it's but it's a it's it's definitely rewarding. You have to stick with it for the long run because it's a long process for sure. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So, um definitely looking forward to that when it comes out. Um, you're also you you also have another kind of uh, film that's kind of pre-production, which means you're kind of still kind of working out the the details. Sure, yeah. I mean, one of the 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 a film that I've been working Spirit. on for quite a while called The Virtuous is in a, it's a tentative title, but yeah. it's in it's in the development process. So we're where's it's going to be we're going to be seeking out funds for it. We're seeking out producers for it. We're seeking. Um, interest in it to build so that we can start pre-production on it. Um, and that I want to shoot all in El Paso. And mm -hmm. um, yeah, so that that is basically starting from square one. So kind of like as we're finishing up the post on this, mm -hmm. we'll be working on getting that off the ground. And, um, you know, as we go to film festivals with the, the feature, we're going to submit it to the top tier film festivals, yeah. see what we can get in, kind of like talk about awesome. El Paso, be like, hey, this is a great place to shoot. Check this out. You know, like you saw the film. Mm -hmm. um, and then network, try to meet people, get yeah. them interested in shooting the next project. And you're no stranger to the circuit, right? In past projects, you've sure. you've been able to to kind of travel to different festivals and be part of them. Yeah, yeah. It's And it's, it's a really fun process, a really rewarding process to see <clears throat> the reaction of your work all over, you know, mm. all over the country. I showed it on the East Coast, the West Coast, down South, all domestically. Uh, this film, we are shooting for a lot of international film festivals okay. um, as well as domestic. So hopefully that will be even more rewarding. But yeah, it's great to see um, people's reactions to the film, do the Q&As, uh, you network and meet some really great people. Yeah, that's really cool. You know, I, I'm kind of getting my foot just a little, little an entry by kind of some of the work we do here. I'm trying to learn sound design. Oh, that's know? awesome! Yeah, you know, I do that's, hear. That's a you know, great. So I, yeah, you know, it's 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 interesting. You know, it's a different different game, but it, it's fun to kind of put yourself into your work. And uh, you know, one of the focuses of this show is, you know, like I said, content creators, someone who expresses yeah. themselves through various means. Um, so something I always want to try and ask a guest is because it might be helpful. Um, what do you do when you're kind of creatively in a rut you have writer's block or, or kind of just feeling stuck what helps you kind of so maneuver? um well let me see that's a tough question yeah. I, I yeah i i think i mean i have had writer's block before and it kind of happened right when i was moving back here um, so it was before I moved back here. And, uh, as soon as I moved back, I, I don't know if it was a change of, of environment or whatever it was, mm. it just kind of opened up the floodgates and I was able to write. Yeah. It's no problem. Um, to this day, I think it's really important to focus on it as a job. 
I know it's 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 hard because it goes against like that the creative sort of <clears throat> stereotype of just you know when the mood strikes you work. Right. But if you set aside time, like from a writing perspective, you know however many hours you can a day. I know we all have day jobs and we all get super busy, but if you can set one, two, three, four hours a day even just one, whatever you can yeah. until you can build up, sit down and no matter what it is, no matter how you're feeling, work mm-hmm. on something. Yeah. Um, you force yourself to do it and eventually that will go away mm-hmm. and you, it'll just, <laughs> you'll be able to sit down and you'll be able to continually write and work. So it's like essentially habit forming. Sure. I mean, not essentially. It is. Yeah, it is habit forming. totally. And it's that whole, <laughs> like that 10,000 hours thing, you know, mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. keep working on stuff, 10,000 hours, you become a master at it eventually. Right. Outliers. Yeah. That, yeah. That. <laughs> uh-huh. Man. Yeah. Um, you know, that's, that's advice I get a lot of, you know, from, from people. And it's always, it's good to, to get that from different people. You know, you do kind of have to separate and make it that goal. Yeah. Do yeah. that thing, get it done. Get it done. It'll happen. Even if you're not feeling it, you sit down and even if you're writing crap or letters or, or, um, you know, just free association writing or whatever, something will come out. You'll get something Mm -hmm. from it and it'll it'll, it'll, uh, open up the floodgates for sure. Uh, Right on, man. We thank you for that. (laughs) Uh, It's cool, man, having you on. Uh, Of course, like I said, if you guys are listening, follow Centennial Films, right? Centennial Channel-films.com. Yeah. And then they're like on the website, there's connections to all the social media, like our Instagram and uh, um, Facebook and things. So like you could that. pretty much just look up to, you know, and. Oh, totally. Yeah. It, yeah. If you search it on, on Instagram, you'll so, find it. You know, give them a follow and, you know, support the projects. If, if there's still time to donate while you're listening to this, do it. Yeah. To, yeah to, be, there's some really great uh, awards for you, too. Um, mention that. Yeah. There's like yeah. tiers, right? Yeah. Yeah. We have like a bunch of tiers. You um, could be a producer. You could be, yeah. The, the <laughs> highest tier, you can be an executive producer. Uh, you could be an associate producer. We could send you uh, to the premiere, depending on where, wherever that is, and that that's the the festival premiere. Uh, so that could be in Europe, you know, and or wherever it ends up getting accepted for the first run, um, or it could just be here. <laughs> you know, we could do. We are also going to do screenings here. So if you can't travel, you don't want to travel, you could come to the premiere here, after party here. Um, then there's ones that the most popular one we've had so far is for a download of the film. Mm. It's a download of the film, and it includes a digital poster. And of course, we shout you out um, on our social media, and then you get your name in the credits for for supporting the film. Um, yeah. And then, of course, some of the other ones we have is a download of the soundtrack. Uh, you get a single from the soundtrack, and uh, that'd be Jim's work. That's yeah. really cool. Now you're going to work, of course, Jim. You know, he's such an iconic figure too. Yeah, yeah, in El Paso. Yeah, he's in El Paso. And- He's so supportive of the community here. And yeah, it's really great to have him on board and work with him. And his, his style kind of even fits. Like you were talking earlier about kind of some of the themes of the movie. You know, there's very the southwestern theme of space. And, and I, I hear that a little bit in his music and his songwriting. And totally. His music personifies that. Yeah. Naturally so already. It's a great yeah. team up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wonderful. So awesome. Having you on the show. Any any last shout outs that you'd like to give out to anyone? Um, well, I mean, definitely a th- thank you to the church for connecting us and getting us on, on board. Um, yeah. Everyone, everyone who who has helped so far, who's donated so far, has pledged, has helped us on the film. You all know who you are, the crew, the cast. Um, everyone's been really supportive in getting all this stuff out there. Um, so, yeah. And, of course, the community in general. Everyone's been really cool. Awesome having you on the show, James. Thanks, Looking man. Thank forward you for to having me, All right, man. That's for the Beyond's Podcast. I'm Rich. Peace. <laughs>